Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Before we do get started, I want to encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up your copy of Slime Incorporated. It is available as an audiobook. Uh, so you can follow Cole Eustick's entire case as he unwraps a story of intrigue and political corruption set against the backdrop of a governor's race. The book is also available in paperback and ebook forms. Full list of available items is at store.greatdetectives.net. All right, well, now it's time for the case of the delayed revenge on the crime files of Flamond. Card number 241 from the Crime Files of Flamont. A new file card, please, please. Advertising man suspects plot to deprive him of his job. Ask for interview. Lamond, the most unusual detective in criminal history. Lamond, famous psychologist and character analyst. Lamond, who looks beyond laughter and tears, jealousy and greed, in order to discover the reason why. And now, card number 241 from the crime files of Lamond. The scene is the private office of Dale Cripp, president of Cripp Barney Incorporated, an advertising agency. Ken Starkway, one of the agency's vice presidents, has just entered and speaks to Cripp, who is busy at his desk. I just got this memo from you, Dale. I don't get it. Memo? What memo? This one. It says that effective next Monday, somebody named James Garnell is to replace me as vice president in charge of research. Oh, I meant to tell you about that. It doesn't mean a thing. What do you mean, it doesn't mean a thing? You're staying on at your present salary, Ken. The only difference is that you'll be working for Darnell. Oh? Well, who is this guy, Darnell? I've never heard of him. You'll meet him Monday. And uh, show him the ropes. Show him the ropes? Yes, I, uh... I don't think he's ever worked in an ad agency before. Look, Dale, what is this? Hasn't my work been okay? Sure, Paz. We're not firing you, are we? But if this Darnell character hasn't ever even worked in an agency... Look, Ken. But I don't get it, Ken. I don't have to explain anything I do in this agency to anyone except myself. I know. But, uh, it wasn't always that way, was it? What do you mean? It wasn't that way when Alex Barney was here. Say, here, I've forbidden the mention of that name around this agency, and you know it. Dale, whatever happened to Alex Barney, anyway? I don't know. And I don't care to talk about it. That was a very unhappy association, and I'd just as soon forget it. I don't see how you can when you keep on calling the agency Cripps Barney Incorporated. We started business with that name, and that's the only reason we keep it. Now, if you don't mind... Okay, Dale, okay, but I, I think you're being gone unfair. 
Why, Alice Pinkney tells me this Darnell guy's never even made application for a job. And you can tell Miss Pinkney that she's not running this agency. Boy, God, if that's the way you feel. It is. And besides, I'm too busy to discuss a situation that's already settled. All right, I'll go now, but maybe we can discuss it some other time. No, not some other time. Okay. What's he saying, Mr. Strasway? Any luck? No, no luck, Ellen. You looked as though you had it pretty hot and heavy. We did. Well, you should know better than to challenge the boss. You still work here? <laughs> That's the funny part of it. I not only still work here, but my salary remains the same. Well, I understand. Alice, it's not just the money. It's bound to get out that I'm not here to research anymore. That'll look bad. Oh, sure, but... Alice, there's something funny going on here. I can't deny that. Besides, I've got to prove that Clips is wrong. Prove that he's wrong? Yes. But how can you do a thing like that? All I know is that I'm not going to do it alone. Now look, Mr. Sardway, if you're going to start giving with the river... I'm going to hire a detective. A detective? Now, wait a minute. I'm not going to wait any longer than it takes me to get him on the telephone. But who is he? His name is... <laughs> I almost stepped right into that one, didn't I? Ken Stodgeway smiles and then walks past Alice Pinkney into his office, where he dials a telephone number he was careful enough to look up earlier. In just a moment, we'll return to the crime files of Lamont. <laughs> To file number 241 of The Crime Files of Lamont. Once again, the scene is the office of Dale Cripp, president of Cripp's Barney Incorporated Advertising. Lamont has just seated himself in a large red leather chair. You, you say you're a detective, Lamont. That's right, Mr. Cripp. But what the devil do I want with a detective? That's not why I'm here. I've been hired to investigate a man named James Darnell. You're investigating Darnell? Yes, and I'd like to. Just a second. Did Ken Stodgeway hire you? The name of the person who hired me is confidential. I merely want to know a few facts about Darnell. But, uh, Darnell will be here Monday, Flamand. He can answer your questions himself. Okay, but how about Mr. Barney? Maybe he can give me some dope on Darnell. Alex Barney isn't connected in any way with this agency and hasn't been for the last two years. I know that. You know that? Then why did you ask about Barney? Because nobody seems to know what happened to him after he left here. Which is all right with me. And now, if you don't mind... Has anyone ever tried to find him? I haven't the slightest idea, Flamand. All I know is that I haven't and I don't intend to. And now, if you'll excuse me, I'm a very busy man. Well, come on, it's Monday, and my calendar has a notation on it which says, uh, Darnell. I haven't forgotten. Find out anything about him? Nope. In fact, I'm beginning to wonder whether the guy really exists. Oh, come on now. Hello. Oh, oh come in, Stardway. I was going to phone you, Plamond, but I thought I'd better report in person. Any word about the mysterious Mr. Darnell, Mr. Sodgway? Yes, Miss Lake. He's finally shown up. And he came to work this morning. Yes. Where's he staying, do you know? Why, uh, with me. With you? Yeah. Uh, I suppose that does sound funny, but... Sure does. Well, you see... Look, he turned out to be a real nice guy. But he's taking over your job, isn't he? Yes, but he isn't acting like that. 
And well, we got talking, and he doesn't like hotels and won't have time to look for an apartment of his own, so I suggested he move into my place for a while. You know, Flamand, there are more ways of losing clients. Oh, I'll pay, I... I'll pay you for what you've done. Except that I haven't done anything, so... Oh, uh, excuse me. Understanding, Incorporated. Yes, yes, just a minute. Please, Hmm? Oh, well, thanks. Hello? This is Al I'm sorry to disturb you, but you better get back to the office right away. Why? What's wrong? Chris just asked for you, so I rang your office and not getting any answer. I went back there and, and your office has been torn to pieces. Torn to pieces? Yes. Surveys, papers, everything scattered all over the place. You mean that Darnell's done this? Well, I don't know who did it, but the place looks as though it's hit by a cyclone. And... Oh, here comes the boss. Come on. I'll be done. What's the matter? It was Alice Pinkney, Cripps' secretary. I take it you're looking for a job. All I know is that she said somebody's been through my office and that it's been turned upside down. I'd say this calls for going over there and taking a look. Right. I guess you're right. Maybe I made up my mind a little too soon about Darnell. Maybe and maybe not. But it sure will be interesting to find out. Oh, this is my office. Oh, brother. Calling this a mess is the understatement of the week. And I say it's an outrage. Do you know who's been in here this afternoon, Mr. Pinkney? As far as I know, Mr. Cripps, just Mr. Darnell. Did he say what he wanted? He wanted to take one of the sales solicitation books home with him so he could get some idea the way we handle our survey. They're confidential, aren't they? Highly confidential. They're shown only to clients and prospective clients. They're practically the basis of every advertising campaign, too. That's right. Well, Dale, if Darnell's responsible for this little rubbish, what makes you think he is? Well, who else would be? Well, I... You know where Darnell is now, Chris? Why, he told me he was staying with Stodgeway for the time being. But I don't think he had anything to do with this. You're sure determined to have him work out, aren't you? And you've hired a detective to see that he doesn't. Well, I know one thing. What? The detective would like to talk to Mr. Darnell. Stodgeway, let's go to your apartment and see what we can find out. Well, boy. Uh, just a second, Mr. Stodgeway. Yes? Should I have the mailroom boys clear up this mess? Oh, I should say not. Why, some of these surveys are practically priceless. I didn't say throw them away. Well, yes. she's right, Ken. Uh, come on, the three of us can gather up all this stuff and stack it in the closet. Okay. Uh, open the door, Alice. We can pile everything on the floor. All right, at least there'll be some kind of order. <laughs> Wait, Scott. Is, is that Daniel? Yes. Is, is he all right? He's dead. Yes. That's right. Murdered. Oh, no. How do you know he was murdered? This piece of very heavy twine around his neck tells the story, Cripps. He was probably knocked out and then strangled. Who would... I don't know. It's a pretty sure thing, though, that the twine came from your mailroom here. All right, Cripps, what do you know about Darnell? Yes, I guess it's time I, I told you. It may even be a little late. I can tell you who he was. He was a private detective. Just a minute, Alice. I'll handle this. Is she right, Cripps? Yes, she's right. You brought him in from some other city? Why, yes. But how did you know that? Well, I never saw him before. What was the idea of planting him in my department? Because I thought he could work more quietly here than anywhere else. And just what was he working on? Well, it's a funny thing, but for the last few months, our competitors have been wise to every move we were about to make. Are you accusing me? I'm not accusing anybody, Cap. But somebody in this agency was tipping our hands. And if it doesn't stop... We'll be a run out of business. Just think me, if you knew Darnell was a detective, why didn't you tell me right away? I, I, I thought it was none of your business. Besides, I worked for Mr. Chris. That's right, so did Darnell. 
What do you mean? Just a working for Dale Cripps is an insurance against somebody putting a rope around your neck and pulling it just a little too tight. Get what I mean? have been gone for over an hour now, and I'm terribly tired. Oh, you... so am I. But if you want me to say... Just what is it you're digging for, Flamand? I'm going through these surveys, Cosway, in hope of finding out what Darnell was after. And the rest of you want to go home. But what does that matter now? That is a great deal. I'm going to find a survey he was looking for. Do you think he was looking for some particular one? Of course. Otherwise, he'd still be alive. Let's see here, Flamand. If you're hinting I had anything to do with Darnell's murder... Great I... Scott Ken, don't be silly. You're the number one suspect. But I didn't even know the guy. But you were trying awfully hard to know him, weren't you? You even hired a detective before anything happened. But, Mr. Crit, Mr. Sardway couldn't have been tipping other agencies off to our plans. He didn't even know our plans. That's true, Alice. But he also didn't know what it was Darnell was here to check. He simply thought Darnell was freezing him out of his job. Now, look, Dale. Hold it, William. You're all just guessing, and that's no good. Why don't you three go home and get some sleep? Oh, that's a good idea. Except that it doesn't include me. That's right. You and I, Sandra, are going to do a little research. And I can't think of a better place to do it than in the research department. Come on. I wouldn't say so. Okay. Maybe you're right. Thanks. Mr. Sam, I don't like the idea of working in this place so late at night. Because the murder was committed here? Well, after don't all... Don't let your imagination get you down, Sandra. Besides, to keep your mind on your work. The light. Don't move, Sandra. But somebody turned off the light. We didn't even hear the click of the switch. That's because the master switch must have been turned off. You can see there's not even a line of light under the door from out in the corridor. Gosh, this gives the person no wages. Come on, there's somebody here. Who's that? Hey, don't answer. If you think I'm crazy enough to go after you in the dark. Sandra, are you all right? Well, being scared to death, being all right. I'm all right. Good. You think that was a killer? I don't know. But I'm sure that shot was just a warning, meaning get out or else. Well, I'm for getting out. Come on. Okay, but don't bump into the door. Oh, I got it. Well, let me see. This whole darn place wasn't carpeted from wall to wall. 
Hey. No dice, pal. You think I'm coming after you? You're crazy. I don't argue with guns. What the dickens are you throwing now? A book, eh? Maybe if I can get up with that red light with a fire escape, is. Well, I'll be darned. Survey of past performances. That sounds like what I've been looking for. But I still can't... In spite of his precautions, Flamand is trapped by an unknown, unseen, and apparently murderous assailant. In a moment, we'll see what happens next in the crime files of Flamand. Number 241 of The Crime Files of Flamont. It's now about 20 minutes later. Sandra, returning to the offices of Crips Barney Incorporated, has stumbled over Flamont's motionless form. Flamont? Flamont, are you all right? Oh. Oh, good oh. heavens, if I could just Sandra? Wait. Flamont? Flamont, what happened? I got a hit on the back of the head. Somebody sneaked up behind me. The book. Where's the book? The book. You're out of your mind. Oh, somebody threw a book, and it's the one we've been looking for. Okay, but what do you... Been asleep. I doubt it. If you think Where's you... the book, Miss Pinkley? Book? What 
book. A little item that's kept in Crip Barney's research department. Ask Mr. Sodgway about it. He's in charge of research. It's called Survey of Past Performances. I know nothing about it. Not bad. You know, Miss Pinkney, you hit me pretty down hard with that pistol, but I've still got a headache. I haven't the slightest idea what you're talking about. Oh, sure. You take the bedroom, Sandra. Mm-hmm. I'll look around out here. Okay, boss. And don't turn your back. Now, let's see. The Davenport, please. <laughs> Here, you have no right to tear my apartment to pieces, even if you are a detective. No. This is a book called Survey of Profits. That book, Miss Lake. Well, I suppose that's the gun you hit me over the head with. Yes. If you think I'm afraid to use it, drop the book, Sandra. It's a pleasure. Satisfied now, Miss Lincoln? Not quite. Something's got to be done about you two. Would you mind letting me see the book first? Don't move. I'm not taking any chances with you because I can't afford to. Then what are you going to do? You can't kill us. Why can't I kill you? You don't think I'd walk into the lion's den unarmed without letting the police know what I'm up to, do you? You're bluffing. Is he? That must be Sergeant Reardon now. Stay away from that door. Okay. You open it, Sandra. He goes near that door. Oh, oh. You dropped the gun, Sandra. I got it. Pretty clever, Mr. Mon. It's scratching me and then almost breaking my wrist with that judo blow. Flattery will get you no place, Miss Casey. Why, Scott? Oh, great Scott, what's going on here? Barney and Crip. Well, of course. Close the door, Southway. Look, what's this all about? Let me ask one first. How come you two show up here at this time of night? Why, Dale phoned me right after Miss Lake's call. He said Alice wasn't home and that we'd better come over and see whether anything was wrong. That's right. Miss Lake's call worried me, but what's going on here? I don't know yet, Crip. Sandra, will you hand me that book, please? Oh, of course. Yes. Thanks. Remember this, Sudley? What? A survey of past performances. Well, yeah, I remember seeing it. It's old stuff, so I never read it. You should have. It's sensational. But wait, I'll read some of it aloud. Uh, here's how it starts out. I, Alex Barney, leave this legacy to some hard-working, underpaid research man knowing that Dale Cripps will never discover it. He never uses the research department except when he absolutely has to. What's this all about, anyway? Hold it, Cripps. I'm an old research man myself, old and disillusioned and maybe a little frightened. Right now, my only desire is to get as far away from Cripps Barney Incorporated as I possibly can. Dale Cripps is squeezing me out, and I know him too well to fight. And knowing as much as I do, I have no desire to stay here anyway. That's vindictive louse. To you, whoever you are, I offer security and success. Because in this book, you'll find absolute proof that Cripps is a thief and a liar. That's enough. This won't hurt you if it isn't true, Cripps. In this book, there's proof that Cripps is a thief and a liar. And you, whoever you are, can salt away plenty for your old age by selling him a little of this material at a time. And be sure to make your price high. But for your own protection, don't let him know who you are. Did you find this pack of lies in Alice Pinkney's possession? He sure did. You want to change your story about why you hired Darnell, Mr. Cripps? Well, yes. I was being blackmailed, but I didn't know who was doing it. So I hired Darnell. Apparently, he found out. How can you be blackmailed by somebody you don't even know? That's possible, Sandra. But there's just one thing, Crip. If this book is a pack of lies, why did you pay? Because the agency business depends upon the confidence of one's client. That book, without a word of truth in it... It's true, and you know it. And there's proof, too. Enough proof to make you pay plenty. Put her under arrest, Lamond. 
and give me that book. It's Gordon or Crubble. But if you destroy it, Chris, how can you prosecute it for blackmail? I meant you should arrest her for Darnell's murder. But I haven't any evidence that Miss Bickney murdered Darnell. I'm arresting you for that. He killed Darnell? Look, Lamont, why would I want to kill him? How are you paying this blackmail, Chris? Why... By mail? General delivery? Yes. I don't get it. Neither do I. There's nothing to it. The blackmailer gave Cripps a false name and told him to send the money care of general delivery. Oh, I see. Then all he had to do was pick up the money, eh? Except that it was a she. Isn't that right, Miss Pinkman? Yes, that's right. But I didn't kill Darnell. No, but Darnell knew that all he had to do was watch the general delivery window at the post office. Then, when he saw you, he had a pretty good idea first to look for your information. And he found this book and read it. Uh -huh. that, that can't be true. Except that it is. After all, the book contains proof that you're a thief. So Darnell told you he'd have to turn it over to the police. But if I'd have killed him to get the book, I'd have destroyed it. Sure, only you couldn't find it. Come on. This is ridiculous. Look, Cripps, Darnell knew where the book was and so did Miss Pinkney. All you knew was that it was someplace in the research department. So you had to look for it, and that's why you tore the place to pieces. But, but Ken didn't know where it was. He'd have had to... Okay, look, you think you... Leave it to me, Southway. Okay, Cripps. He didn't know where it was. But can you imagine him making a shambles of his own office, throwing his precious surveys all over the floor? Can you? That's quite a theory, Flamond. How would you like to prove it in court? I don't have to. Oh, no. Even without murder, this book proves enough about you to keep you in jail the rest of your life. The rest of my life? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, get away from that door. Oh, Great going, Sandra. That's the best flying tackle I ever saw. I'll say, where did you say football? As a rule, I don't talk about it. Gosh, I never got to be more than a water boy. We'll be back in a minute with tonight's basic clue, an exclusive feature of the crime files of Flamand. Number 241 of the Crime Files of Flamont. You know, Flamont, the one person I figured was in the clear was Dale Cripps. Okay, Sandra. Look at it this way. Mm -hmm. First, Alice Pinkney wasn't physically capable of strangling a man without knocking him out. All right. But how about Ken Sargway? He was never a suspect. Why not? Because he hired you? Partly. It was also obvious that Sandway wasn't the blackmailer and didn't know who or what Darnell was. How'd you know that? Well, if he'd been the blackmailer, mm -hmm. he wouldn't have hired me. He could have simply sent Cripps a letter telling him to lay off or be exposed. But, um, how did Alice Pinkney get hold of that book? By snooping around the research department. And she left it there because it seemed like the safest place. And that was that? Huh? Yep. But, you know, I've been thinking... Go on. Alex Bunny's revenge was sort of delayed, but it was darn subtle. Mm, sure was. 
Hey, that's it. Title for the file card? Yes, sir. Uh, what are you going to call it? Um, the case of the water boy's triumph? Don't be silly, Lamont. I'm calling it the case of the delayed revenge. This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series, oh, and a Madam's Wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Welcome back. Well, that solution was a little convoluted, but at least we now, it, this definitely does bring home why Flamand has Sandra as a secretary. He needs uh, someone to come up with the title for the file cards. That's her genius, I guess. At any rate, we are coming to the end of the crime files of Flamand. And as I mentioned, we're going to be bringing you the tales of Fatima now in two weeks, but since we only have two episodes of that series, I want to let you know that coming in four weeks is The Avenger, which is a detective-based show that bears some uh, similarity uh, to The Shadow, though there are differences, the main one being the lack of uh, copyright issues with the show. And also, the episodes I heard were, well, well, we'll talk about it more, but uh, just be sure and know that we will be playing it in four weeks. And of course, next week we will be bringing you our final episode of The Crime Files of Lamont. And uh, they'll join us tomorrow for the adventures of Philip Marlowe. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.